All right, we're back on the Too Legit Show. And our guest today, we got a special one. The homie Rachel hooked it up. I got the one, the only, Ronald Ellis. He's, it's going down. Ronald, you're in the building. Say what's up. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm here, man. Glad to be here. Glad to holler at you. Chop it up, you know. Just let's talk, man. Let's talk boxing. Man, we're, first off, oh, yeah. boxing is back, finally. <laughs> After a little hiatus, man, I don't know. How has it been affecting you on a personal level? Because you were in camp with Canelo from what I saw. You got you were getting that work. Life was normal. And then all of a sudden, they say, Ronald, you can't come to the gym anymore. Like, And then it's been like that for a minute, man. Tell us how your life has been right now. Oh, uh, man, it's been crazy. You know, I was looking to get a big fight probably sometime in May. I was, in, I was already in camp with Canelo, like you said. So I was looking, you know, coming off a little, my last win, I was looking to do some big things. And then, you know, this, this stuff popped up and it just put a hold on everything. So, you know, it, you know, I went, I went insane for a little bit, gained some quarantine weight. So, but now gyms is back open up, I'm back. How long, how long have you been back training? Oh <laughs> uh, man, this is probably my second week. Like really, I just been, you know, jogging, doing push-ups, maintaining, doing my little home workouts. But this is probably the second week back in the gym since, you know, they opened up. Obviously with what happened with the coronavirus and everything, would you say, because obviously that restricted boxing training, would you say there was a positive side to it in any way? Did it help you focus on what you needed to, or did it bring any positives out of what happened? Um, for me personally, I felt like it messed me up. I was, on, I, was, I was going good. You know, camp was going great, so I felt like I was, I was getting there. So, you know, to start back over, you know, it sucks just to, you know, without the gym, without sparring, your timing's off. I felt like I was on a good run, and I would have kept it pushing. Ronald, I got something that's completely out of top, off topic, out of nowhere, because I just looked at your box work real quick, and I had to confirm before I asked you this. I yeah. know you fought, in, you fought in the States, you fought in Puerto Rico, you fought in Mexico. It says here you fought in a discotheque hangar in Tijuana. Is this true, Ronald? Did you really fight in a discotheque in Tijuana? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was like a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about they was dancing while we was fighting. It was no, that's <laughs> Had the DJ and everything. It was a good little event though. Shout out you to got Tijuana the, for that one. You got the W. The music was popping. They take care of you after. Did you get food. You get some dancers. How'd that work? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, it's always like Tijuana ain't nothing new. You know, it's right there on the border. I hope you got free drinks. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> after we with some ass, you got it. And well, you know, Mexico and whooping ass, that, that's what you do, Ronald. And, you know, you hanging out with Canelo Alvarez. I want to talk a little bit about that relationship with you and Mr. Cinnamon right there. How long have you known Canelo? How long have you been working with Canelo? And how's that relationship, you know, come to fruition? Hey, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. The first time I ever met him, uh, my little brother was working with him for the okay. Amir Khan fight. Um, so he was out here. I watched them spar. And the funny thing is, the first time I ever met him, he's like, if I ever go up and wait, I'm going to call you for sparring. It was years ago. So I'm like, ah, right, yeah, whatever. And then, um, you know, he kept climbing the rankings, um, going up in weight. And then I knew him for about three years now. And every time, you know, you get you get more and more. Like, you know, a lot of people say he don't speak English. He, talk, he speak more English than you think. So, you know, and like I've been there. The first camp, it was just, you know, you're a sparring partner, you do what you do. And then they started seeing like, oh, I'm doing what I got to do. Like, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing more than hanging in there. I'm working. I'm doing what I got to do. Every time I went there, it was for, like, you know, not just to be a sparring partner, because I hate that title. I'm not a sparring partner, you know? Like, if anything, I want to fight. So uh, every camp gets better. Like, we get our one-on-one -on -one one -on -one time, we go jogging. Yeah, he's a solid dude. He's real cool, real down to earth. What, um, 
after working with them and you've you've worked with a lot of people in this biz you've been in the boxing the boxing you know world for a long time what makes canelo so different is it his mindset is it the way he's in the ring what what makes him so different to be arguably the best pound for pound fighter in the world right now uh man from like from what i see like the work the work ethic and um just you know he just eats sleep shit boxing you know it's just that that no boxing no life that's really him you know what i'm saying like he trains and he be in the gym for hours, you know. I I, I be trying to keep up with him, doing what I got to do. But I still I still know a lot from him, from down to his stretching to everything, you know. So I'm picking up and trying to get where I got to get. And now I know Zach wants to ask you something real quick, but I have a personal question yeah. about your your road work. What's what what is your when you're in camp? What's the road work looking like? What's the miles, the cardio looking like? Oh oh miles, uh, I put at least six. Sometimes you know five. Uh, on the weekends, I put in a good eight to ten. Depends how I'm feeling on a Sunday. You know, you every other seven Sunday. days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other oh. Sunday. You know, I take take one Sunday off here and there, especially with this quarantine. That's all I've been doing. It's running. Oh. But what, wow. when I'm in camp, you know, we got sprints. We got the eight hundreds. We got all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Coach does what he got to do, and we always stick to the game plan and try to increase and get better every training camp. All right, I got to process that, Zach. What do you got? I want to, so I want to actually go back to the start of your before your professional boxing career. So you trained in Puerto Rico, and I want to know what was life like there. How did you adjust to that from America? How did it improve your training? And you know, how how did you over just adjust to it? And just what was the main thing you took away from that? From here to Puerto Rico, it wasn't it wasn't even really a big difference because you know Puerto Rico part of the U.S. And everybody under 20, 25, everybody was speaking English, McDonald's, CBS, everybody was there. So it really just, it really wasn't a big change, just the weather. And, you know, it, it was great work. Um, I love Puerto Rico for everything, the weather, everything, bro. I mean, I live in London, so I'm sure the weather's much nicer over there. Oh, yeah, you, you got to get over there, brother. Let's take a trip, yeah, man. I can show you around. <laughs> he, he, lo he, loves the, he loves the Latin women as well, Ronald. So he, he'll be in heaven right there. Oh, yeah, I'll take you to the spot. We'll be good. <laughs> there you go. Ronald, were you disappointed when you got there? Like, were you thinking, like, I'm going to Puerto Rico. It's going to be exotic. It's going to be different. You get there, like, wait, there's a McDonald's? Like, wait, what the, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> you know, in a way, it was like, wait a minute. This, this is the same stuff that I just left. You know, my parents are from Barbados, so, you know, I thought it was going to be like that. So I got over there. It was real, you know, Americanized. So, hey. Now I've got another quick question to ask back on Puerto Rico. So I saw that's where you did most of your training before you came a pro and you, you did some sparring with uh, Daniel Santos, I think it was. And what I want to know is, did he give you the confidence to go pro after such a short amateur career? Is that what made you dive straight into it? Truthfully, like the whole pro thing, it was just like a big accident. Like I was just in Puerto Rico, I was training, like you said, we was working and I just decided, you know, my coaches at the time, they had their own promotion company and all that stuff, you know, and I just felt like it was kind of, we, you know, we talked about it, felt like it was the right move because I wasn't trying to do, I wanted to stay and try to do the Olympics because I just went uh, Golden Gloves Nationals 2010. And then, you know, me and Terrell fought, shout out to the homie. Um, and then he went, you know, he went along and fought for the Olympics. So I should have stayed in with him if you ask me. You fight at 168 right now. That seems to be... The big that seems to be a big money division all of a sudden. Got a whole the cha every champion in there is exciting. Of course, you got the Callum Smith from from Zach's neck of the oh, woods. Oh, you got oh, I'm Plant. I, I went you down 160. 160. 
Well, you got to tell BoxRec, they mess it up. Maybe you're 168 right now but, but in the quarantine way, but when you're back in the building, you'll be at 160. Either yeah, way, yeah, either way, it's it, it, the both divisions are popping right now. Pat. Is it true that you worked out with Kalen Platt as well? You've been in, 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 in camp with Kalen Platt. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I was I was in camp with him early this year. Um, When was that, January for his last fight? Yep. Yeah, he, he fought a hometown fight, uh, a little quick title yep. defense. <laughs> And he uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. Tell me about Plant. He's people who don't know who Caleb Plant is. He's got a crazy backstory as well. And we ever get him on the show. I mean, his story is unbelievable as well. But tell us about Caleb working with him, getting the ring with him and just hanging out. With him. And it, it seemed to be a, a hometown fight. Were you in Nashville for that? No, not even actually go to the fight. Um, uh, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't go to the <laughs> fight. But uh, yeah, I was in camp with him. It was, it was great. You know, he's real cool. We talk a lot of shit. Me and him, we talk. We was working. It was great work, you know. Ah oh, man, it, that whole that whole experience was solid. You know, you always learn something from every camp and every champion. You know, he's a champion. He paid his dues, and you know, okay, what else can I say? I'm just waiting for my turn. I was doing my research, you know, as you do for this, and I found that during your injury, you actually worked as an electrician, if I'm right, for yep. your dad. And you know, I'm you know, I'm currently doing like laboring, you know, at work, and I've done you know done some electrical work. And I want to know what was your thought process during that? Did you think boxing career was all over, or how you know how did you get through that? No, actually, I went to school. Like I went to high school for electrical. My dad's a master electrician, so uh, I went to a trade school for um like um electrical. So when I got out, you know, I was like, why not? When I work with my dad, so it was cool. But you know, that whole nine to five scene, I'd rather go to the gym and grind. You know, it, it's harder, but, you know, it pays off better. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know how you feel. I mean, I've just come off a, a 7.30 to 6.30 shift. So. It's painful, man. I'm, I'm sorry yeah, for that. For it. No, it's all good. So, you know, I found that and I was like, you know, I've just done some electrical work. I've got to ask him about it, you know, because it's such a big you know, transition from boxing. And, you know, did you think, though, while you were taking that course, you know, is this it? Am I just going to be an electrician? Am I ever going to be a boxer? You know, how did you approach it? Truthfully, I was like, I can't wait to, I, I just wanted to box. Like, I just did that to get money on the side, you know what I'm saying? Before I went pro, it was like, you know, my dad had his electrician company, so I just ran with it. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too hard, so. Yeah, respect to that. I mean, hard work, man. I got to know what's the, se I got to know what the family secret is to the good chins, because you and your brother, you guys have you guys have some chins to steal. You guys don't get hurt. You don't get knocked down. You guys just keep coming forward to fight. What's the secret? Is it the Barbados oh, food? Get it from Pops, man. You know, my little sister, too. She's, um, you know, the Olympian for this year. Actually, oh, wow. you know, they pushed it back to next year. But my little brother's here, actually. He came up here to California. He's training with me right now. Nice. You, do, do, does he have a coming fight? Or uh, is he, is he um, coming out? Because I know he's been, I think he's been he got, fighting. I think he got something in the works for um, July. I'm not too okay. sure. But he's, he'll be ready. You know, we, we stay ready, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go stay ready. Evening quarantine. Yeah. Ronald, who are you training with right now to, before you get back in the ring? Who's your head coach right now? My head coach is Kirby Shabalaba. He used to fight okay. for main events back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm working with him. You know, I, I was with him uh, when I first moved out here. So, you know, we just got back together. I got about five fights with him. You know, we five and oh, and we're just going to keep running it up. See that man, there you go. You found the chemistry. And once you got the you got the mojo. And what is the most important thing you look for in a trainer? Is it is it trust? Is it skill? Is it experience? What what do you look for? 
Like what, what made you realize that this is the one, this is, this is the relationship I want. Yeah. You know, cause I've been with a gang of trainers, you know, not saying nothing about any of them, all, all the trainers I've been with, they're all great, you know, but it was just like, you know, the connection, like you got to trust the guy behind you. You know, you got to worry about the guy behind you more than the guy in front of you. You know, you do stuff in the gym, you know, you prepare for the guy in front of you. You got to trust that. You got to trust your coach. And, you know, that's where, that's where we put. Because we've been through the same, you know, we've been through the same stuff. He got 20 plus bites, so he's been there. Just shifting on back to Canelo, I want to know, I mean, the potential fight was it didn't fall through him against Billy Joe Saunders. I mean, how would you think, looking at both of them now, how would you think that plays out if they were to fight tomorrow? If there was a fight tomorrow, I think, um, you know, Billy, he's real slick. But I think Canelo just got too much pressure and he got, he's too athletic for him, you know? You can look back when he fought on um, what's that guy's name? The Canadian. The David yeah, David Lemieux, you know, he he was um a pressure fighter, but he was just too stiff. I felt like Canelo got too much movement and he's uh he'll wear him down. I mean, yeah, I mean obviously I'm a, I'm coming from England near where he brings up. I'm a big Billy Joe Saunders fan. I wanted that fight to happen. Me and Alex have been arguing over it nonstop. So I mean it was good to hear your wow, opinion. What you think? What you think? You got Billy? Yeah, of course. I've got, I've got back my country. <laughs> I know that. I know that. I seen it in your eyes when I was saying it. You was looking at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> back my countrymen. I mean, I mean, I really want to see that fight happen for me personally. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been keeping up with his career. And I think, you know, especially him with the trash talk, to generate that fight hype, I'll be excited to see it. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully for the future. And then you, we can get you back on when... Canelo gets beat by him, and we. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I understand. I understand. Billy Joe is slick, but Canelo is just another monster right now. He's a different beast. He's so filled in to one sixty eight. I mean, him against anybody, against Plant, against Benavidez, against Calm Smith. I think it's just he's. It's just all phenomenal fights. If he wants to go up in seventy five and, and face uh, Berter Beaver, one of those guys, I think that's a great fight too. And there's also yep. if he did, there's also the option at 160 for Canelo to go back to where he was and, and finish his thing with Triple G. But now that he sees that Ronald Ellis is in the building at 160, hey. he, have to leave, he may just have to leave way for you. And is Rashidi at 54 or is he at 60 as well? Rashidi's at 47, actually. He oh, my 47. God. You, you guys are getting in super shape. I'm going to get on that cardio routine because you guys are just getting – you guys are getting – you guys are getting down in weight. Does it? Does yeah. he does – he, do, do you feel a difference? Like let, you still, you fought at 60, 68, different weight classes. Is it just how your body feels? Do you feel lighter? Do you feel better at a different weight? Like what, or is, it just your, is it just your body adjusting to your age or your growth? You know, they always say it's harder to make weight when you get older. But, you know, yeah. um, I always, the diet, my diet always sucked. So I just really bit down on my diet. And the last fight was um supposed to be supposed to come in at 160. And, you yeah. know, I was on the B side. So, uh my opponent was uh, three pounds heavier, so they um said it, they said they moved it to 164. So I waited, and, you know, I rehydrated because I was 161. I could have shed that pound. I rehydrated to 63, waited at 63, but I was the bigger guy for once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when I'm at 68, I go to the ring 75, and it's like, damn, you know, he, I don't gain that much. So they said, yo, kill yourself a little bit, you know, grind a little bit harder, you'll be the bigger guy, and I feel great, and I, I think I'm gonna be there for a little bit. So when you fight at 60, what do you walk in at the next night? The next night, probably 70, 71, 72. Okay. That's what I was last fight. I waited 72. I just wanted to know, talking about, because you sparred both Canelo and Kovalev, and I believe you sparred Kovalev before. 
um, training with Canelo. And I want to know, obviously, when they fought, do you think you were a big factor in Canelo's camp for when preparing for Kovalev, you know, as you've, as you've sparred with both of them before? Um, nah, it's not like, it's not like I went to Canton Secrets and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah. they already, you know, Chepo and, um, Chepo and, um, Eddie, they, you know, they're real smart. They, they already had a game plan going in. And the funny thing is, I'm, I was training at Buddy's gym, you know what I'm saying? When I'm over here, I was training at Buddy's. So when I went to camp, I was, on the weekends, I'd go over here and see Buddy while he was training Kovalev. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's boxing, baby. They just, I knew that, I, I felt like I knew that was going to happen. It was a great fight. And it played out how I thought it would. What's the, what, I mean, obviously you fought in a, in a discotheque in Tijuana, but you also fought at the Barclays Center and you've also fought at the Home Depot. Like, is, yep. there, is there just a different, like, a different energy or is there just like a different, like, vibe or are you just walking in with the same kind of mindset? It's really tunnel vision. You get in there, it, it's a ring. You know what I'm saying? We could fight yeah. in the backyard, we could fight next to your bed. <laughs> it's fighting. But I get what you're saying. The atmosphere is lovely. You know, when you get that real, you know, the proud and all that. And that's another thing with the whole boxing without the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can work with that. A lot of people can. See, mm -hmm. I was I was wondering about that because some guys like they're like, oh, I need to fight in front of a crowd, or it's like I need that, I need that boost of energy. But then there's guys like you who are like, look, you can put me anywhere, skills pay the bills. Hey, and you know what it is? Sometimes you get those gym fighters, you know, then those yeah. ones that fight in the gym that you know they're crowd shy or whatever, they go right. A lot of people's gonna be in trouble. A lot of people is going to be in trouble. That's that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like in the UFC, like underdogs have been getting all the victories in the main events. I'm thinking in boxing with this new wave of bo underdogs, last second opponents, guys like that who come in and, and, and take the shot. They have a yep. better opportunity because they're used to the empty crowd or they're gym fighters, like you said, or there's lack of preparation. But I'm just happy that that boxing is back and that it's leading the way for sports and guys like you are back in the gym, back in business, can feed your families. I think it's a, I think it's an awesome thing. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Box is back. What can I say, man? I'm trying to get back in there. Hopefully something pops up for me. To be honest, I've been getting jealous of that weather ever since you go outside. It's, it's fucking sunny. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, right? I'm over it's here. like 88 <laughs> degrees right now in the valley. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's scorching. It feels good. Yeah. I'm, I'm very jealous right now. It has to, I'm raining all day, been outside. So I've been <laughs> that song with envy. Mm -hmm. But no, I think, no, I've run out of thing. I would just one final thing. I mean, let's say if you could pick your, I mean, if you could pick your next opponent right now, if management said you can fight whoever you want and they agree, who would you pick? If I could pick my next opponent, yeah. I'll pick uh, Charlo. They say, you know, Charlo, they can okay. say, hey, buddy, not, not like how chasing or nothing. I'm just trying to get paid and beat people up while doing it. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's the best in the game. And I just want that belt. If he, if anybody had that one, it's that green one. You know, you got that WBC. You know, I want I'm, that. I'm that guy too. I feel like when I see the WBC, I feel like that's the one. I feel like that's the belt I dream of. That was Tyson's belt, Ali's belt. Like, that's the one. Hagler, the best I'm middleweight ever. You. Yes. Like that, that, that belt. Yeah. That belt means that's something it. different. Yeah. So, hey, I want it. So, you know. You were on the undercard in December. Was that the Charlo you want to fight, or was that the brother? Because yeah, he yeah, fought... yeah, that's what I want to fight. At that's six, the one. Man. You saw him, and you're like, yeah. oh, that that's my spot right there. If, if oh, yeah, yeah, this his way, thing. I'm here. Oh yeah, you know that, you know. So it was my first fight at sixty. So we stuck to the game plan. But you know, a lot of people say this, say that. But I just want to fight. I just want to show them, show them, show everybody what I got. I've been in the game for a while. You know, a lot of shipping happened. My hands injuries yeah. and all that. And now I'm back, feeling 100. percent 
not getting no younger, so I'm willing, I'm trying to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, fucking good luck to you. I mean, we're going to be along for your ride, definitely, keeping up with your fights and everything. Can't yes, wait, sir, now. my guy. Yes, sir, appreciate man. it, man. Love talking to y'all, man, anytime. Thank y'all, yeah, man. No. That was Ronald Ellis. Ronald, thank y'all so much. Hey, if you thank can you, shout bro. out your social media before yes, we sir. go so we can follow you out, we can follow you. Yep, Instagram uh, is Rev. Revron89, R-E-V-R-O-N 89, and that's my Twitter too. Facebook, um, Ronald Akeem Ellis. And, you know, follow me, tune in. You know, we got a lot to show.